Da, da, oh, I see. You know, whoosh. <laughs> ah! Whoosh. Yeah, this is whoosh. good. This is good. Can you pick up the whip? Can you hear the whip? It's you, Indiana Jones whip. You can hear it, but it's not like a satisfying crack. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah. yeah maybe it sounds I'll, just like you flogging yourself. I'll, just, <laughs> I'll have to put it in post. We'll fix it in post. A whip and a flogger are two different things. You know, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I should get a whip. You're a smart guy. You yeah. know that? <laughs> <laughs> you just this, this is the kind of guy who could tell the difference between <laughs> a whip, whip and a flog. <laughs> yeah. Well, come on. I wasn't born yesterday. <laughs> but I should get a whip. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, you should. Um, Harrison Ford knows how to use it. So mm-hmm. why can't you? He learned how to do it. That's true. And you're taller than him. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, you're yeah. taller and better yeah. <laughs> in every way. Am I? How tall is Harrison Ford? I guess he just looks average. Yeah, he's like average. All the movie stars are like five foot two. It's right? true. Yeah. 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 They're all at they're least all, six inches shorter much, than... I saw George Clooney once at TIFF. He was very small. Really? Very tiny little man. Compact. Yeah. Tiny. Charming. The, really charming, but small. Yeah. yeah. Like from a distance, you could tell he was charming? We were very close to each other. Okay. Uh, we were probably... He charmed you into having sex with him. <laughs> like this. No, I wish. I I, I, I asked. I was polite, <laughs> but he um, he had some supermodel. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, story of my life, right? Passed up uh, by a movie star for another movie star. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Always the bridesmaid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we're starting a new franchise today. That new franchise oh, smell. Wow, I'm so excited one. to be here for that. Mm. Yeah, we we do have a guest. We have uh, uh, enemy of the pod. Oh, the first enemy we, of the pod. Yeah, yeah. we've uh, tricked you into coming. I thought that flog was for me. <laughs> yeah. I thought we, I was going to get like thirty lashings <laughs> for we, coming in the door because I have heard you. <laughs> On many occasions, denigrate me, yes, subjugate me, okay. eviscerate me, yeah, wow. put me down. Let's, all right, okay, I'm, this is good. Let's cut it all out right now, and <laughs> and we'll we'll go from there. I'm still like not sure about the subjugate one, but you the subjugate, other one, no, 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 the other ones, I'm you definitely on board. Me from voting. <laughs> all right, I forgot about when I blocked you from yeah. voting. When I was like, hey, you want to ride? And then I drove you out in the middle of the woods on election day. Yep. That's wow. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's been pretty disgusting uh, having to listen to this. And I've listened to every time. Every time my name is mentioned, for some reason, Mm. I choose to listen. Mm -hmm. Um, And every time it's in a negative context, negative light, it's pretty uh, harsh. And uh, I just want to know why. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, Sam Sam is vibrating right now with with, with this energy. And I think, Alex, you know, I hate to put you on the spot more than you already are, but you, you owe this man an answer. Uh, I feel like uh, I don't. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I accept that. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) No. The truth is Sam and I are are good pals, and we're actually, this is a bit of classic podcast cross-promotion. What? Who doesn't love crossovers? Oh, well, now I feel like The Flintstones meet the Jetsons. Yeah. Sure, sure. Or The Critic meets The Simpsons. Yeah. And then yeah, there's that great right joke up. at the end where he's like, and maybe you can come visit me in New York. And they're like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Simpsons meet the dinosaurs. Yeah. Remember the dinosaurs? I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a little a baby. Yeah. yeah. I'm the baby. Gotta that, love me. That was like proto-baby Yoda. 
<laughs> yeah, it's more a proto. Uh, no, you're right. That's yeah. that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. But uh, Sam and I have been hard at work on on another podcast idea mm. that uh, I don't know. We're probably like a week out from possibly premiering. A week or two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we got five in the can, as so, they say. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna debut with with a few episodes so that people aren't left wanting, but we're filling in a few more elements. Mm. It's it's fun. It's not so much film criticism as it is film creation. Yeah, and I'll just cinema maybe... speculation, if you will, <laughs> like a uh, friend of the pod, Quentin Tarantino. Well, Sam's friend, Quentin Tarantino. So yeah, we're close. <laughs> yeah. But um, Sam's uh, foot foot friend. His foot, <laughs> his look look foot at buddy. feet and do coke with Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> yeah, that's all we do. But maybe that's all we'll say about it for now, and we'll give you more info the closer we get to premiere date, and it'll be a very exciting time. Yeah, I'm excited to listen to yeah. it. And in the meantime, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, leave a positive review on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, we've got a vlog, <laughs> yeah. okay? Would, Haven't you I, heard? I will. I am I am filled with a Paul Schrader <laughs> p- protagonist-esque rage. That's a that's a whole other surprise we've got coming for you, oh, too. Oh, yeah. You want to hear um, a good rant. Uh, la- later in this week, we've got have a bonus episode. Um the Paul, the official franchisees, <laughs> and by that I mean Ben Ben's uh, Paul Schrader uh, um, filmography ranking. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's good if you um, give a shit about that sort of thing. <laughs> if you don't, uh, don't listen to it. It's good. Yeah, if you've been sitting around being like, I wonder, like, how someone would rank all the Paul Schrader films. Yeah, I wonder how Ben angrily apparently. <laughs> yeah, 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 because yeah. I came in near the the tail end, and he was just red in the face, screaming. You could hear from outside the Which, door of the studio. Let's be real; is very on brand. For yeah, oh, it's gorgeous. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, well, you know, maybe this is a good point to do my quick Benny's business corner. Please, yeah. Oh my gosh, so I love I, Benny's business corner. Oh, this is great. Well, you're going to like this. This is, a very, this is a very special episode of Ben's, Benny's business corner. Oh no. And I'm going to need some of your help. Okay, so here's the here's the new theme song for Benny's business corner. Business, 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 business. sales, sales, sales. marketing, hit your quota, hit your quota. All right, so that's a theme song. Yeah, we recorded it at uh, Abbey Road Studios (laughs) (laughs) across the pond (laughs) and uh, with... uh, It was produced by Rick Rubin. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I tried to get um, who's popular. I tried to get Ice Spice to do a verse, but she said, "I don't know who you are." And I said, uh, "Very well." Um, anyway, Benny's Business Corner, yes. new theme song. Um, so it's time for me to announce that this will be the last episode Fuck. of Benny's Business no. Corner. This will be the last episode I of Benny's, Benny's Business Corner for for some time. Yes, um, I. Uh, was uh, uh, I quit, okay. but I in a in such a way where I had no other option but to quit. Right. Um. So I remember last week I got one sale. Uh, that guy I think ended up canceling. So I got I rolled the whole week zero sales, and it's hard to come back from that. And so I went on a Monday. Um. And you know 
I was there for a few a few days after, um, but eventually we kind of reached an idea of maybe it's not going to work mm. for me specifically. Um, it was hard for me to sell that specific product without getting yeah. too much into it um, to people without feeling bad about myself. And they could tell. That plus... They could uh, tell that you had some sort of empathy. I know. And yeah, and a couple a couple of times I had coworkers and, and you know, managers say, listen, you know, you're just too nice. And uh, as you know, like as a bad thing, yeah. uh, which is funny. It's like, who are you? Yeah. Uh, my grade eight girlfriend <laughs> who said I was too nice uh, a few weeks after we had our first kiss and then, and then you know, dumped me because I was too nice. Oh, you should have like a leather jacket. And who, you know, and then I did go through a phase where I was a shit, a real shit heel leather jacket, <laughs> motorbike, dirt bike, I guess, guy. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, ever since then, I treated women terribly and men terribly and everybody. And uh, It's like I, the opposite of Greece. When yeah. Sandy becomes a badass to woo Danny Zuko, you had to become Danny Zuko to woo badass Sandy. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it, it was exactly like that. Yeah. No, but, uh, you know, to, to yeah, to, um, listen, uh, rather than say, oh, I failed at the job because I wasn't good enough at this or that, why don't we frame it like I was too moral and ethical, too great a guy to to be a salesman. That's all. That's how I was thinking about it already. Right? You didn't even have to tell me. And yeah. then it really kind of puts the onus on them as bad people, you know, who could not provide me a saint. Uh, a, a nice job, you know. It was a den, of, a den of iniquity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was... Uh... I like to view it as a real learning experience. I think you learned a lot about yourself. Yes. I think you did pick up some interpersonal business-like skills. You've learned and a you... lot like acronyms. Oh, yeah. I learned a lot of acronyms. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. But you just chose not to use them for evil. Yes. <laughs> yes, I consciously I consciously chose to do a bad job. <laughs> no, the the funny part about the about me saying it's a, like a moral decision is that I actually tried really hard to mm. learn how to fuck people. <laughs> I tried really really hard to to figure it out and I just was not good at it. Yeah. I wasn't good at it. It was door to door, right? It was door to door. I did that yeah. for a month. What yeah. were you selling? You were selling something funny. HVAC. HVAC. No. So. Okay. So that that is that that was a huge scandal, right? I yeah, think the, there was the the scandal was um, is, selling uh, plans, right? Like electricity, like flat rate plans, because they kept on saying, "Oh, rates are going to skyrocket." And if you right. have this flat rate. Um, I think it was, I can't remember the company that did it, but my boss used to work for that company. Right. He literally one night we're all getting drunk and he showed me his tax returns from like a few years ago. He's like, half a million dollars. Nice. Yeah. After taxes. When when the boss pulls out the tax we returns. We curls like, it's like, oh yeah. Who carries this guy is tax, coked up. Yeah. Who carries their tax returns around and just has them he handy. He kept them around to show people off. That's obscene. awesome. Um, That's so awesome. Obscene. But it was direct energy. That was the company that was doing it. Right. And um, you want I, us to I don't fucking care. Or <laughs> no, it's, that's what they did. So they sold these flat rate plans, but then rates went down significantly, but all these people were paying more than what the rates were, okay. and they all got fucked over. But all these people that were selling the plans made a boatload if they were good at it. My boss was, apparently. That's so funny. Damn. But I was not good at uh, door-to-door sales either. No. So I you, yeah, do you it. lasked about, a, it's about, about, about a the same, same yeah. amount of time I did. Yeah. And I had weeks where I had nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. fucked. Yeah, it's yeah. really, and it was pure yeah. commish, too. 
Right. Okay. Um, but yeah. like, because the thing is, if you sold at least my job, if you sold like a furnace and an AC in one go, that was fourteen hundred dollars, and I did that once. Mm. Wow. One okay. person let me into their fucking home. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know anything about yeah. this equipment. Right. I was like, oh, so the PVC piping? No, no, that's not going to work. Like, <laughs> like, just pure bullshit. And they're like, oh, yes, <laughs> you should come into my home and sit down. <laughs> I, I remember, I was just like, I couldn't believe that some people are just susceptible. Yes. We prefer pe- trusting. Yeah. yeah. The, the people I sold to were trusting individuals. <laughs> the gullible union of Canada, guck. Yeah, we, yeah. We prefer trusting. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Ben. (laughs) I'm a simple country bumpkin. (laughs) My internet's not so good. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Uh, That's not what I was selling. That was just a hypothetical. (laughs) That was a hypothetical example. Now that I don't work for that company, um, it's okay to... uh, I still won't say the name, but uh, you could probably figure it out. Uh, I'm actually the president of Guck. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, that's the end of Bendy's Business Corner. For now. Uh, for now, because uh, I'm looking for other jobs, and uh, I'm not going to go back to, like, uh, I don't know, being unemployed or being uh, working in a restaurant or yeah. whatever else. I'm going to try to find something else that could uh, hypothetically turn into a career. Um, this, w- w- uh, I think I've painted a pretty good picture of what, what, it, what it was like. Like, if I had, if it had actually worked out and I had been good at it, and I had worked there for six months... Um, or, or, or however long, a year maybe, um, I think it would have had a profoundly negative impact on my life in, right. in a lot of ways. Um, and potentially on your personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think uh, doing that every day uh, w- would, would have been really um, b- bad <laughs> for, for my mental health. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a good thing. It's yeah. a good thing. And it's only a matter of time again before this podcast shoots through the roof. Taking off, baby. This is oh, the yeah. episode. This is Truck the one right here. Right here. Yeah. Fucking this is Raiders. The one. Do, you know, do you know why this is the episode? Why? People love because people Indiana Jones. we are talking about Raiders of the Lost oh. Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. One of the uh, best action adventure films of all time. Yeah. 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 Right? So before we get into it. We we started we started taking our deep breaths earlier, but what does this new franchise smell like to you? Oh, um, hmm. I'd say like um like old books. Ooh, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say, hmm, uh, a temple with a lot of booby traps. Ooh. you can smell oh, all the booby traps. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm picking up. Harrison Ford's wide open asshole. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Harrison Ford. I mean, he's spreading vi- open. He's his o- he's awfully sweaty in these movies. He is. And yeah. one he's one up. Yeah. would imagine his he had the swamp ass <laughs> that that is he's a, a fucking Cairo. A, like a, a, yeah, well, and a, um, suffering from dysentery in <laughs> most of the filming. And yeah, there are a couple of shots where like. Yeah, you could tell. You're like that. That man is not well. <laughs> well, famously the sword fight. Yeah, we, we can talk about that. That scene. that that. I was thinking about because I mean because I mean maybe it's also just uh, 
like a, like a bias. But after you know that about the sword fight scene, th- when you look at him, you're like, oh, he doesn't look good. No, he looks yeah. what's pallid. Is yeah, that the word? Yeah. yeah, he does not look good. <laughs> Some of the like you know sweats and stuff that they just felt like authentic. I'm uncomfortably yeah. Yeah. hot yeah. sweat, which is what I felt the other day. It was hot as shit yesterday. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So we we watched this individually. Yes, did you we watch did. it? As I watched well? it. Oh, too. nice. Yeah. Nice. Very good. I uh, I rented the uh, the 4K ultra high definition disc just nice. like I did for the Godfather, and then Alex uh, reminded me <laughs> I'm sorry. that uh, they those are available on uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> do you have Disney Plus? I uh, I do um, because uh, my ex Jesse, friend of the pod, and past and future guest yeah um jesse's mom <laughs> has disney plus and uh i have the login information for uh, Ooh, my playstation that's and, pretty uh, sweet so thank you jesse's family for providing me <laughs> with disney plus which i occasionally use to watch the simpsons and um uh, whatever uh kind of 90s a- uh, action movies they have and so on and so. you're a big fan of the mandalorian yeah, I love Mando and uh, Gro- Grogan, and uh, I like the Josh Verner, Grogan. The Josh Grogan, and I like Werner Herzog. His character is Bloopy Blupsman right. or whatever. I forgot he was in that. Yeah, and he says, "I want to see the baby," right, or something <laughs> like that. Look at his little pointy ears. Yeah. Stupid. No, I don't watch any of the dumb baby shows. I only watch smart shows like The Simpsons. Mm. Uh, season 25 to 30 <laughs> is my Well, they really found its stride. Yeah, it fi- it's finally I want to see Homer hitting. tweeting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The scenes where Homer, Homer is posting sexist memes on Facebook, that's the funny shit, oh, man. Oh, God. That's <laughs> funny shit. Yeah. yeah. They finally found their voice. Yeah. What is your guys' relationship with Raiders? Like, what's your... Because it's a very, like, uh, obviously it came out before we were born, but it's a big childlike wonder You film. know what? I distinctly remember watching this with my whole family. Wow. And I was I would have been, I think, 10. So my brother was, like, 7. Yeah. And re-watching it, I kind of forgot. I guess I didn't do this. It's a very violent movie. Yes, we were just it's talking exactly about that. It is yeah. a very violent it's movie. It's exceptionally violent. <laughs> like, yeah. for a PG-13. Like, it's, PG. it's PG. It's PG. This, Pardon me. Before, it was before the rating. was Gremlins, I believe. Was, that was yeah, and, and, for that. and Temple of Doom. And Temple of Doom. Yeah, right. Which okay. is also extremely violent. <laughs> and, even yeah. from the scene, like the opening scene with Alfred Molina. Yeah. When he His gets, first he, credited film role, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. I love Alfred Molina. Who doesn't? Yeah. But like he's a, k- killed by a booby trap. You see, see it off screen, right? But yeah. Indy walks past him and he's just got these five spikes sticking out of his body. Yeah. All covered the way, all in the way blood. Through his, yeah. his eyes are like just open and just vacant. It's yeah. very startling and creepy and right? violent. Yeah, it's ex- it's an extremely violent movie right, right from that beginning. Um, there are a lot of, like, brutal, like, headshots with, yeah. like, blood spurts. Squibs, right? Yeah. yeah it, it, it's just... Um, but but it's also like something that's that's really funny about this movie is how goofy it is. Yeah. And uh, I have a note here. This is very important. Uh, I'm trying to refer to my notes to make sure that I uh, I remember. It is a goofy movie. Okay, right. Um, and there's two kinds of goofy movies. There's a goofy movie and an extremely goofy movie. <laughs> these, these are the two classifications for goofy movies. This is a goofy movie. Yeah. Right. 
Temple of Doom is an extremely goofy movie, <laughs> okay. right? Yeah. And we'll get to that uh, uh, next week. Uh, oh, God, this fucking movie drives me crazy. This movie, though, is is good. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, so you have this memory of, like, watching it with your with family, With my whole right? family, yeah. and, like, my dad was super psyched to show his son's Raiders of the Lost Ark, totally, you know? Totally, totally. And we liked it. You know, I, I don't think I got the political aspect of it, really. Like, I didn't, I was 10. It's very I light. I was aware of what yeah. the Nazis were. Right. <laughs> But, like, you know, this is not a movie with a lot of subtext or a lot, like, going on under the surface, right? (laughs) So for a kid, like, yeah, I I know what you mean, being like, oh, yeah, the Nazis, they're bad guys. They're the bad guys from movies. Yeah, they're the bad guys from movies and not real life. Not as far as I know. Life is good. I don't know what death is. I'm a little baby. Blah, 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 right? I'm invincible. I'm invincible. Yeah. Oh, and then the weight of the world comes crushing down. Just drowns you. Like hydraulic press. Yeah. Flattens you like a pancake. I get a lot of those videos served up to me on Instagram. Just people putting things in hydraulic presses. That's and then, still going on. Oh yeah. I, I oh, feel yeah. I feel like that's like was like five or ten years ago. It's still happening. Oh, yeah, How no. many things could? could well, you they they possibly... put it. They love doing candles. Yeah, because they, they oh, do yeah. it in the press yeah, that has yeah. the holes in it. So when it go, goes down, everything oh. shoots up like spaghetti. Oh, okay, that yeah. is very satisfying. Oh, it's yeah, so good. Yeah, I take it back. <laughs> yeah. All right. What about you, Alex? What's your relationship with uh, Raiders? So. Um, or or Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Ra- as uh, it has uh, sometimes retroactively. been re- retroactively. Yeah, yeah. I do have to it say, me. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark is like such a good title, and mm-hmm. it's so much more badass than any of the other movies because Indiana Jones became a thing, so they had to like you know prominently feature him. Mm. I just way prefer Raiders of the Lost Ark versus. Oh yeah, Indiana Jones and the so and so. Yeah, like I I know why they did it, and it's still like a reference to those serials and stuff like that. But um, such a badass name. I yeah. wish like almost every film in the franchise was just Raiders of the Temple of Doom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah, starting a title with Raiders really does. Yeah, it sets yeah. you up for success. Raiders yeah. and the Last Crusade, or yeah. something like that. Um, <laughs> Raiders in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. That's just my pitch. Yeah, I I remember watching this movie. I feel like when I was growing up, people were like, you know, well, kids just got excited about anything. And this was a movie like that from previous years that, you know, kids were still like really into and and you spoke about it. But I feel like it was almost like, were you into this or like, were you into star Wars? And obviously there were kids who nerded out over all of their parents' videos collections. Right. right? Mm-hmm. But I think I, I think star Wars captured my imagination a bit more. And I was like way more into like that world and that kind of adventure and stuff. It's funny because it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's not just like literally, you know, by the same people, which it is. It's the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just different right? setting. It's like pick your flavor, right? Yeah. yeah. They're both goofy too. Yeah. <laughs> same way. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was more of a Star Wars kid. And then I remember watching Indiana Jones. I think it was on TV. So it was like four hours long with commercials and stuff. But, you know, it kept me interested enough that I, I watched it. And, and I liked it, but I was never like, I was never, it, it never just completely enthralled me mm. and like captured, like, you know, it's, it was, they're not movies that I ever really went back to. Like, I think I've seen Temple of Doom and Last Crusade once each, you know, and then just kind Last of like, Crusade was my favorite when I was a little. Interesting. Was, right, yeah. right. Um, so yeah, I watched them and then I, and you know, kid, and obviously like 
I appreciated all in cartoons and stuff when they would make reference or like the whole adventuring stuff. You know, I liked adventure TV cartoon shows, but I never went back to Indiana Jones as like, and I recognize it as like the genesis for a lot of those like, you know, references and cliches and stuff like that. That was rewatching it. I just noticed like, oh my gosh, the amount of times this movie has been Mm -hmm. referenced on Simpsons or South Park or like a a ton. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And and I acknowledge it as like all the references, but also as a very solidly created film. But it's still, I don't really have that deep, fond nostalgia for it or anything. Like I don't have a huge heart for Indiana Jones. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, um, you're canceled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the Sorry. fuck out of here. Sorry. Okay, Indiana no, that's Jones okay. is canceled. Right. Um, well, yeah, well, we're going to get into yeah. that. I, I, I wrote down a couple of hard truths about the Indiana Jones character, which uh, we'll, we'll get to when we go through the film. Because, um, you know, we have to address certain allegations and um, un- uncomfortable things. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, let me think. I think, yeah, I think we had the, like, you know, when they released, like, the triple VHS set of, like, yeah. Star Wars and uh, I had Indiana that too. Jones, right? I had yeah. that, too. And, and so, like, you know, my brother and I would just watch them all the time. And I, I think we probably maybe were more into Star Wars in general. Mm. But I remember watching the Indiana Jones movies a lot. Um, and I think maybe I did like the third one the most too. I, but I, I don't remember like now I, I think, I think the first one is definitely my favorite, but, um, like I was saying, like, uh, watching the movies as an adult, um, and having watched more Spielberg and more may watch some of the older movies uh, that this is referencing, not necessarily the, the serials. I never really got into any of those, but, like, um, where can you even find those? You, you can know? find them. Oh, okay. yeah, most of them are on YouTube. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, um, th- this movie doesn't have like a lot of, uh, emotional weight for me <laughs> specifically, Yeah. but that, that is also why it's so good. Right. Just, yeah. just as like, as, as like a, um, like a very fun and, uh, like f- formal action adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, it that, rips as the kids and, say. And it's yeah. really well made. It's really, <laughs> yeah. really well made. It's, it's like goofy and it, I don't think it really has a lot to say except for one very funny, interesting thing we'll get to near the end <laughs> <laughs> about the existence of God and yes, yes. The one true Hebrew God, <laughs> which we will get to at the end. Um, but uh, actually, you know what? And that that at the very end too uh, is, yeah. is, is really good. There's a, okay, there's some stuff in this movie. But but talking about Spielberg, it right? It's like it's like like my big childhood Spielberg movie is Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, right? me too. Yeah, hands down. Big di- dinosaur kid for a while there before mm. I realized that uh, to be a paleontologist, you probably had to do well at like science, science. and math oh, and so on. Yeah. And, it's and then just you like know, dusting the ground. No, and it's finding not, bones. It's not. It's not just. Um, <laughs> It's not just going on an adventure with your hot younger grad student and and meet, meeting a cool uh, leather jacket Jeff Goldblum type and having a little fun little threesome you know amidst yep. amidst a dinosaur park <laughs> yeah so I really like that one but that that's a good point of comparison sort of to to Raiders of the Lost Ark like um, Jurassic Park yeah there's some stuff about 
you know, man's like pursuit of science and in, in the face of like against nature, against God or whatever. Well, but, Michael Crichton was a genius. Yeah. But yeah, Michael Crichton. He created obvious, ER guys. Obvious okay. genius. Yeah. ER, uh, one of the best shows of all time. But Jurassic Park is like kind of an empty movie in a lot of ways, right? It's a thrill ride. It's like mm-hmm. a roller coaster ride. Like this movie is. And, but you know, when you're talking about what, what are Spielberg's best movies, like I just think, this is one of the best crafted yeah. of of that type of Spielberg action adventure movie that we're now very familiar with. Like this is the the best one he ever did. Um, it's so tight. Yeah. I still think Jaws probably is 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 better in some ways for me. Um I'm waiting to rewatch Jurassic that Park for the pod. My favorite Spielberg movie. I love Jurassic like, Park. Just straight too, up. Right? It's, yeah, it's yeah. just it but just goes. In in terms of one that like cause Spielberg is is very good at at emotion and manipulation and so on right <laughs> and uh just just for sheer like like depth of emotion um like a movie that is actually like a miracle and if you haven't rewatched it as an adult you have to rewatch it et <laughs> i have not seen that movie in probably watch 20 it. years okay watch it as an adult maybe and you know what is good idea too is it, like get a little drunk right <laughs> I can handle that. Get a little high, or do do look, pick your poison, right? Mm. But like you know, watch it and get in, get in that headspace of like, I'm I'm drunk and I'm 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 floating in the ocean and uh, the waves are taking me and just let just let Spielberg just let a, a gentle wind guide you uh, mm. um, into the depths, <laughs> drag you out into the deep end. But instead of Jaws, it's a little friendly guy, ET, your, your little best friend yeah. who's there to help you. And uh, I guarantee you'll you'll cry. Yeah. Really? The movie is devastating. <laughs> the, the, the movie, okay, in the, in the way that this movie, like 1981, I don't know, kids were a little harder back then, not like us little weenie, <laughs> weenie 1990 kids, um, but extremely violent, like very scary movie, I think, for, for young kids. Right? Yeah, for sure. Totally. That's the snake coming out of the skeleton's mouth? Oh, yeah. Creepy as hell. There's all sorts of stuff in this movie that, that are, that's very scary for, for like impressionable children. Um, E.T., on the other hand, is is not scary in that way, but it is almost worse because it is it is emotional terrorism. Yeah. It is it is a, the a, the product of a sick man, a sick and twisted man who who uh, wanted to make wanted to ruin children's lives. <laughs> Watch that movie as an adult. I guarantee it will fuck you up. It it is it's and that's why it's got to be his best. I'm just kind of working this through for myself right now. That's got to be that's it's got to be his best because it it is, you know. There's no other movie he's made that is that is going to reach that level of like of of emotion, childlike not, not, emotion. Yeah, he's not, made emotional films. <laughs> he's, yeah, sure, but I mean, the, even even his, uh, you know, more serious emotional films. I don't think, or you know, Schindler's and, List. I would say, I, I the Schindler's List is one I really need to revisit. But I I uh, may. <laughs> Et is better is better movie than Schindler's List. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, the only the other movie too that that really hits like that is AI. I uh, have not seen AI. AI oh, is AI's so really good. Yeah. AI is so good. Yeah, and I thought um, you were potentially going to say AI when you were before you introduced ET. I, I love you were AI. Building up to AI. I think I think ET has has a bit of an edge on a- AI. Is is more um, is darker and, yeah. and more upsetting. But EET is is like I say, an act of terrorism. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. and that and that's why I do think that both of those movies are, you know, more 
complex in their emotional manipulation because yeah. something like Schindler's List, you know, it is the Holocaust. It's an extremely tragic event that we're all kind of familiar with and already like elicits feelings in you. But the way that these little ostensibly sci-fi adventure stories kind of uh, punch you in the gut in the end. Yeah, it's, it's cruel and Machiavellian of Spielberg. Yes, he he's he is a bad person, um, <laughs> as evidenced by his hit uh, film from last year, The Fablemans. He he is a sick man with mommy issues and daddy issues. Gross. Yeah, disgusting. He's a he's a disgusting man. <laughs> Katie's dad, who is this like, um, he's retired, but he was like a cold business pro you know worked his way up nice. in the world a real a real benny yeah, business a real benny yeah. business yeah he cries every time he sees et it's really funny exactly yeah. exactly cries like a little fucking yeah boy yeah even even though you know he re- he re- is representative of the man in et the government absolutely you know? yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's the villain he yeah. cries like a fucking child it's yeah. pathetic I, yeah invite me over next time so i can watch him yeah yeah yeah, just like laugh, spit in his face. Yeah, yeah. spit in his drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you soft, <laughs> you soft loser. <laughs> You're nothing. Um. Anyway, uh, that's uh, that's Spielberg. Um. So I I, I like this movie. Is what I'm saying. I yeah. like it a lot. I, I doesn't it doesn't uh, make me really feel anything other than just like excitement. Mm-hmm. Um. How he is able, like, it's all about. The like the shot composition and the blocking yeah. and everything it's, it's it's outstanding and actually this is maybe a good point to bring up really quickly um in uh 2014 um friend of the pod steven soderberg uh <laughs> released a recut of raiders this is when he was had his own website and he was doing oh, like he was doing like little formal uh exercises um like uh uh doing a overlaying the two versions of psycho over top of each other, other things like goofy things like that. Okay, cool. Um, and it was, it was a recut of Raiders. Sorry, not really a recut. It was just that it was in black and white and he removed all the sound and replaced it with like a, like a more spare score. Like I think it's a social network score maybe. Oh. Um, and, uh, I don't remember, I don't think I watched the whole thing, but I definitely remember watching bits of it. Um, it's not on his website anymore, but I remember he said something like, okay, he said, um, I want you to watch this movie and think only about staging, how the shots are built and laid out, what the rules of movement are, what the cutting patterns are. See if you can reproduce the thought process that resulted in these choices by asking yourself, why was each shot, whether short or long, held for that exact length of time and placed in that order? Sounds like fun, right? It actually is to me. That's what Steven Soderbergh said. And I do think it's it's a master class and immaculate. And there are camera moves and shots that look better than a lot of big blockbusters shot today. And I can see how like, because there's, I forget what it, what it is, but there's like a documentary about these movie except obsessed guys when they were kids and one of them was just trying to remake Raiders shot for oh, shot. Yeah, is that, I remember what, that. what is that? What movie is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh fuck. I don't remember the name, but it's it's um because they made they ended up making a, a documentary about that. Yeah, exactly. With a lot of the footage. Yeah. Yeah. I, I meant to, I think it might just be called Raiders. Oh. I meant to see that, but okay. uh no, I never did. Apparently the, their version is really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I I watched it but I It's um, like kids? 
Or like yeah, it's, they're adults now. It's a documentary, I think. Oh, right? Yeah, uh, it, it's like a multi-year pr- like like project that they started when they were kids, like just recreating shot for shot that's Indiana really Jones, good. which is in many ways what Steven Spielberg did when he was growing up. Like a lot of his um, his early shorts when he was a kid, as seen in the Sammy Fablemans. Um, he's, uh, it's like, he's just recreating scenes from war movies that he saw or from Westerns and, and learning through that. Right. The Fablemans. I prefer the Mythbergs. <laughs> yeah. He's, they were workshopping names and the, the, the Mythbergs didn't really test very well. <laughs> I have heard of variations of that because it, it, it's funny that it's yeah. called the Fablemans, right? Like talk about a goofy guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I see things like that and I love that it has inspired all this imagination and all this creation and stuff like that. And, and if you're going to, you know, draw inspiration and try to learn from a movie, I, th- I think you could do far, far worse. A than hell of a lot yeah. worse than Raiders. It is. It is yeah. probably it is the like, best, like, immaculately made. film. <laughs> yeah. like it's just... Of, yeah, it's it, a masterclass. Just, it it is, and it, it's it's it just never stops, and it's so exciting and like, quite funny too. It's, it, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. in goofy. Yeah, like, in goofy. Uh, yeah. yeah, not extremely goofy, <laughs> just regular amount of goofy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I do love that bit at the beginning where uh, Alfred Molina points out that he has spiders on his back. And he brushes them off, and then Alfred Molina turns around, and his back is absolutely it's, yeah. And they're real spiders. Yeah. yeah. Like, credit to Molina. That scene yeah. would have killed me. Like yeah. they're giant reddish spiders. <laughs> tarantulas. <laughs> like, they must be tarantulas or something. Yeah, yeah they're tarantulas. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Just covered. Ugh. Yeah. That's a good bit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's uh, before we get into the movie, we can talk a little bit about some of this, you know, stuff about how it was made. Sure. Just some real quick stuff. Um, I don't know much about that stuff. Yeah, well, it's uh, uh, I do because I looked at Wikipedia. Yeah, uh, George Lucas was involved. It is. It's George Lucas's baby, friend of the like, pod. Yeah, friend. I guess. I mean, no, he is. Yeah, <laughs> I've got some. I've got a George Lucas bit for you a bit later. <laughs> um, so he was inspired to make like a B movie based on some of the serials that he grew up watching, like Buck Rogers or Zorro or um, Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon is more. Uh, to do with Star Wars, right? Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, he he his original title was The Adventures of Indiana Smith. <laughs> it's like, oh, so close, George, right? So close. And yeah. they, you know, just tr- trading Smith for Jones, it's so funny. Like, it's just... Um, uh, just what like one generic last name swap and it makes so much difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all the difference. <laughs> Well, 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 Doctor Smith, <laughs> you know, stupid. And yeah, he so he developed the idea with Philip Kaufman, uh, who I think around that time was making his version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which is a really good movie. And father um, of Charlie. And yeah, you know, uh, no. uh, uncle of Charlie. Oh, um, actually, no, I don't, oh. I don't think they're related. Um, Philip, Philip Kaufman, a great writer director in his own right, and um, he couldn't direct the project because he was writing um, the outlaw Josie Wales for Clint Eastwood. So Lucas uh, makes Star Wars, right? He focuses on that, and then um, he's he's on a beach somewhere, kind of like trying to escape the reception of Star Wars. Like it's, it's very good, but I think he just like took a little vacation just in case. That's probably quite an involved process. Yeah. yeah, I could see he probably wanted a vacation. Um, and he's hanging out with Spielberg. They, mm-hmm. They're they hanging out together and they're on a beach. And uh, 
he Spielberg's coming off of uh, 1941, which is his kind of wacky comedy that maybe doesn't really work. Mm. I've only seen it once. I don't know. Uh, some people like it, but it, it was a, it was a critical and commercial flop, right? Mm, okay. Um, yeah, uh, Lucas pitches it to Spielberg, and they, like, they like it. They bring on Lawrence Kasdan to write the screenplay, who then would go on to write uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi for Lucas. And, and not uh, as bad of a movie as people make it out to be solo. Yeah, and I was going to say, I have it written down here. He went on to direct Alex's favorite movie, <laughs> Solo. <laughs> he didn't direct it. He no, did, sorry. Yeah. He went on to write Solo, <laughs> your your favorite film, the film that makes you cry Yeah, when you watch it. <laughs> well, no, not that one, but... It wasn't as bad as the first time I watched it. Yeah. You've watched um, it twice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This guy's a this guy's the only guy to ever see solo twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, and Lawrence Kazan also a director, right? He made um the boomer's favorite film, The Big Chill. Oh, my mom yeah. loves that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's all of our moms love the big chill. <laughs> That's really yeah. funny. It is funny. It's funny just like I don't I'm trying to think of what's like the big chill for like people our age, you know. I mean, for, for it's like Francis Ha. <laughs> Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. <laughs> if that was a bigger That's movie, That's actually kind maybe. of a cute movie. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, they, you know, they're writing this character, and they, they craft this character of Indiana Jones to be, like, vulnerable and to, capable of comedic moments and stuff like that, as, as well as heroic ones, um, which is an important aspect of, of the movie's success. And it's kind of... Uh, paving the way for that sort of 80s action hero like in Lethal Weapon or in Die Hard mm. where like John McClane is like can get hurt and beaten up and uh, can be wrong about things and is afraid of snakes he's afraid of snakes <laughs> famously <Yeah. laughs> um, and then yeah so I, I think a lot of people know Tom Selleck was cast initially and he had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts with Magnum P.I. which wow. I think is, uh, is for the best um, it's for the best. I think Tom Selleck probably could have done a decent job. I agree. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder how, like, what, the, how the character would have been different. You know, I don't know. I guess I'm not f- super familiar with the work of Tom Selleck. Mr. Selleck. Yeah. Um, Klaus Kinski apparently was offered wow. the role of, of uh, oh. Major Arnold Tott, the evil, the most, the biggest character Nazi in cinema history. He has a crazy haircut. Yeah. Where it's like. It's like he's got a widow's peak, but the peak is missing. So it's just like... You don't see it. He's wearing the hat a lot of the time. Well, when he's got it off, it's a really bizarre haircut. And I'm worried I'm going to end up looking like that when I'm older. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get to him. Uh, Danny DeVito for Sala. uh, But he was working on Taxi. And instead they got future Gimli. Yes. Jonathan Rhys Davies. Yes. Famous Egyptian character actor. John John (laughs) Rhys Davies. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then one other fun thing that over 150 crew members became sick with dysentery while they were filming in Tunisia, uh, in a lot of the same locations where they filmed um, the first Star Wars, right? You, and if you notice it, there's a couple of, there's like a couple of canyons they film in, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's like, that's Tatooine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, Spielberg didn't get sick because he was a f- little fancy little Lord Fauntleroy mm. who uh, imported all of his food and water from England. <laughs> and I was like, okay, buddy. That's what a why, little fuck. What a bastard, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll get into that. This All this other junk is uh, for the end of the show. Okay. Anyway, so the movie. Yes. How does it start? Where do we, where do we start? South America, yes, Peru, something. Yeah, is that where it's? Where it's I think I think right it's here. supposed to be Peru, but yeah. in real life, it's Hawaii. <laughs> it's Hawaii. <laughs> it's Hawaii. Yeah, 
That's and sick. you have that Paramount, the mountain logo. That's a good match in. cut. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, come on. That's that's how you know it's a good movie. Yeah. Whenever someone does that. That's why they could never update that Paramount logo to like the new one or anything. You know, when they re-release things and it's all the big CGI stars mm. swooping. Imagine going to that. <laughs> like the old image. It would look terrible. <laughs> just just a still shot of a mountain. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, Indy. Uh, when we catch up with Indy, he's in Hawaii trying to have, uh, <laughs> find this golden idol. Mm-hmm. It's a great introductory scene to like his thing and what he does, right? He's an archaeologist and a professor, but he goes on these missions to try to recover these and he's got a gun items. on him. He's got a gun yeah. and a whip. And, and a, a whip, whip that he uses so well. He's yeah. sort of like a tomb raider, if you will. Yeah. 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 This was definitely inspired by uh, Laura Croft. Yeah. yeah. This and, was inspired by Laura Croft, yeah. And it's it's a great, like, I mean, already off the bat, you have so many, like, iconic things, like entering a temple that's, like, booby-trapped and, you know, like, don't step in the light and we got to watch where you put your foot. And then famously, like, the swapping the idol with the bag of sand, but it doesn't really work. And then... Yeah. The giant boulder. Giant boulder. Like, yeah. you know the drill. It's it's classic. But then they, <laughs> Evil French archaeologist. Well, that's the yes, thing. They do a yes. really good job in that opening scene. Uh, also, you know, introduce, introducing this idea of, like, rival archaeologists. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Who are both willing to take lives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, the, the character intro for Indy is great, right? Where With the whip and everything. And He's like, constantly getting yeah. backstabbed. Alfred Molina <laughs> yeah. tries to screw him over. It's like... Dude, it's hard out there for, for an archaeologist. For an adventuring archaeologist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone's out, like, everyone's just going to betray you. Yeah, so he comes. He comes out, and uh, Rene Belloc, the the evil French, <laughs> the 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 bad Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. and I like his introduction where he says, uh, "Doctor Jones, again we see there's nothing you can possess which I cannot take away." Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, he he says that line like a variant of that line later. It's like oh, I hate that guy. Mm-hmm. There's another scene too where they're in Cairo and they meet up. And I love when, because this is the kind of movie this is, right? It's a kind of movie where the villain, Indiana Jones will go meet the villain in the cafe. And he says, oh, fuck, what does he say? When a, a bad guy straight up are like, I am a shadowy reflection of you. <laughs> I remember that. You know, yeah, he's like, it would not take much to nudge you in my direction or something. He's like, hey, we are not so different, you and I. Yeah. <laughs> love it. <laughs> But it's weird him acknowledging that I am the bad one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's yeah. very upfront about uh, being I'm the bad version of. Well, he's a collaborator. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He is. He's a Nazi. Yes, he's a Nazi collaborator. So it doesn't get, get more bad than that. <laughs> Indy gets back to his university when him and another professor are approached by the United States government, and they basically get briefed on their mission, which is uh, the Nazis are after the lost Ark of the Covenant which is the box that contains the tablets that Moses brought down from the hill. From Mount Sinai? Yeah. Something or other. Yeah. And, uh, well, and, and then smashed them. Um, right. And then they put the the pieces back in this Yeah. Arc. Yeah. Um, so, and apparently it contains enormous power. Of course. The yeah. power of God. Yes. The one true Hebrew God. Yes. And I think there's only one. Jehovah. This, this is mm-hmm. a good time to mention Jehovah's spelled with an I. Yeah. Remember yeah. that was from the third one? <laughs> it's a little funny story. Um, I was in class with the Jehovah's Witness when I was in third grade and I was really into the last crusade at the time. And I remember just telling her because she said she was a Jehovah's Witness. So I was like, Jehovah's spelled with an I. <laughs> in the movie, it's 
it's acknowledged in the movie that it's in Latin it's spelled with an I yeah. but I didn't put that together and then she like brought me a pamphlet the next day where it was very clearly spelled with a J and, like, Listen. and I was like no you're wrong I would not accept it I was like, like say I, it I, in Indiana Jones you dumbass I've seen the Jehovah movie <laughs> alright All right. Yeah. I know your religion okay why don't you go not have a birthday actually their religion is, is whole based the idea of being Jehovah's Witness is having watched the last crusade like that's the it's relatively new religion it's only mm. yeah only started in uh, 1983 yeah. <laughs> whenever that came out 1980 whatever for <laughs> mega um, fans well this brings us to the hard truth number one okay, okay? And L- listen I, lay it on we're us. not trying to cancel anybody mm-hmm. i'm not trying to uh again like with the job i'm not trying to be mr moral over here yeah. i'm just trying we just have to address a couple of hard truths about indiana jones Number one, Indiana Jones is a colonizer, right? Our, his the style of archaeology that he um, practices is is very much an, an instrument of colonialism. Um, you know, he he is not yeah. an ethical archaeologist. Um, yeah, the, the, those he, objects don't belong to him; they belong to the people who own the objects. <laughs> yes, yes, um, and he. Uh, but we see through his practices, you know, he he is part of upholding. Um, the the uh, co- colonial objective um, through his uh, plundering of um, artifacts that do not belong to him or the country or institution he represents, right? Right. So just putting that out there, there's yeah. a couple of other hard truths we'll get to. Again, I'm not trying to cancel anybody. I'm just... Yeah, he's been fighting the Nazis. I, yes, okay. and that, and he gets a lot of cred for that, right? Yeah, but there's a couple, should. there's just a couple of things we have to... We have to present both sides of the issue. Okay? And they it's funny because, you know, at the time they make him out to be the good guy because like when they brief him on this mission, he's like he's talking to his friend at the museum or at the university. And he's like, and, and then the art can go to the museum, you know, <laughs> which is a step up from, uh, you know, the art going to the Nazis. Yes. Right. Uh, like because the French archaeologist is working with them and, and Hitler wants things of the occult. But it's like. Yeah, like, yeah, it doesn't really belong to well, your uh, museum, well, sir. I'll be honest. The Ark shouldn't belong to anybody. <laughs> if it contains the awesome well, power of well, God. Perhaps that's what I'm getting at here, <laughs> yeah. right? Is that maybe the Ark should just stay where it, where it is. Yeah. <laughs> or return, because there is a shot, like, I, this movie has a lot of those shots where the airplane goes over a map. Yes. And you see, classic. which is always great. Yes. But you can see in this map that they acknowledge the free state of Palestine. <laughs> they do. It's on the <laughs> map. It's to the Palestinians. So. They, they you know do. what? They well, do. Get, yeah. Give it to the Palestinians. No, I'm no. I, you know, he, Indiana, Indiana Jones is, is very much uh, a part of the uh, British colonial uh, plundering of, of Egypt and its artifacts. Um, and, he's all uh, American, baby. He's all American. He's all American, but he is... Uh, he is I'm just saying, you know, he's 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 part of the problem, okay, <laughs> and he should be held accountable. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, 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 on another note, um, he's very hot, and all of his students want to fuck him, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, another the element. girl has what is it? Like, I the, love you. I the, love you. On yeah, the, uh, yeah. It's funny. I love yeah. that move. Yeah, it's smart. no one has ever done that to me before. No, and mm-hmm. if you go on Letterbox and look at the top reviews, like half of the top reviews are like, "Tag yourself, I'm the girl with love you on their eyelids." Ha ha! So, yeah. <laughs> We're all that, that happens girl, on Letterboxd okay? a lot. Like, I know the lead actor is good looking. Yeah, I w- looked on Letterbox for the movie Red Eye with Killian Murphy oh, yeah. and Rachel oh, yeah, McAdams. Yeah. Not and a bad movie. It's not bad. Yeah. Wes Craven. Yeah, but literally, I think the top six comments are like, "Killian Murphy could choke me." Yeah, any yeah, day. Sp- spit in my face. <laughs> yeah, like because yeah. he chokes Rachel McAdams at one point. Yeah, it's yeah. just being like, "I also would like that to happen to me." Yeah, yeah. 
so who can blame them? Killian um, Murphy can get me to set up the assassination of a foreign diplomat. <laughs> that's like the plot of that movie. He has to change hotel rooms. She has to change hotel rooms or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's right. right. Killer right. foreign diplomat. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know that clip of George Lucas when he's talking about uh, Phantom Menace, and he's like, uh, "Jar Jar is the key to all of this. If we get Jar Jar working, you know, because he's the one of the funniest characters we've ever had. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. And it, I was thinking about that him for every small character in this movie, right. like Indiana Jones's pilot Jock, and he's like, who's is only in that one scene, right? Very inconsequential. Jock the is snake. the most important character. The whole <laughs> Jock is the key to all Was this. That the, the guy with the pet snake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like uh, you know, or like the swordsman or whatever. In that later scene, he's like, "The swordsman's the key to all of this." <laughs> like, if we just get the swordsman working, you know, because he's one of the most dynamic characters we've ever had. The big bald Nazi he fights. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was a, that was actually a really good moment. Is when uh, the Nazi comes in. And he takes out what looks like nunchucks or something oh, like that. So goofy. It's so goofy. And I remember being ten and when it turns into a clothes <laughs> hanger, I was like, that rules. <laughs> I thought that shit was so funny. Yeah, yeah so you know, so yeah. So I, we'll, I got we'll, a big laugh this time too, because I couldn't oh, remember just, how hard it made me laugh it, when I was a little kid. It's the, so that character okay, we're gonna we're gonna get to that because first um we go to to Marion, right? Yes. In in Nepal, and because she's doing her the, father the was his uh, mentor, yeah. and he has access to an amulet that goes on the end of the staff of Ra, which can help locate the location of the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, and Indiana Jones had a relationship with Marion yeah. when she was young; she was a child. Um, Karen Allen. Karen Allen. Yeah, yeah a great. Um, actor she's who's great in yeah. uh one of my favorite john carpenter movies starman she's really good in starman so everyone should watch that i prefer star boy the weekend album yeah yeah uh, i'm a big fan of the uh abel tesfe formerly known as the weekend yeah. who's now a serious actor. Oh, my God, I can't uh, wait. I yeah. can't wait to watch his serious actor show. We all I've can't I've seen wait. a clip. And it <laughs> looks stunning. It was riveting and devastating. <laughs> um, George Lucas initially in the script was like, okay, Ma- Marion and Indy uh, get together when she was 11. And Steven Spielberg said, we've got to bump that up like, <laughs> just a couple years. Like she's, still like, she's still supposed to be like 15 or something. Yeah. When Indiana Jones, and this, we come to Indiana Jones, hard truth number two. Indiana Jones is a groomer. Dude, I know that was sorry. shocking. I, it was like, shocking. I was so uh, thrown by that. I'm sorry. My mic fell out. I, and again, I just want to stress, I'm not trying to cancel anybody. I'm just stating the facts. Is, is, what is Indiana, the We know that Indiana, for sure that Indiana he, Jones is a groomer. Yes, we do. We do. How do we know that for sure? They never say it they in the They say young. She, she, well, she says, like, she says, I was a child. child. <laughs> she could be saying that metaphorically. Okay? People, Arrested Development, you ever heard of it? Or that, some people are children until they're 28. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. No, I do think canonically... He, he's a groomer. It's just part of his character. It's part of the character that we know yeah, and I love. I think you're reading he's into a fun, that. He, cool she could have been 18 and it would have nope. been on the level. No, nope. 100%. Indian. I'm, and again, I just want to stress I am not coming for <laughs> Indiana Jones. You are absolutely. I am and not. And I'm biting back. I am a little not bit. coming for Indiana Jones. I'm just saying <laughs> the two hard truths he's a colonizer and he's a and groomer. He's a pederast. He's a groomer. <laughs> no, and, no, a fucking and, groomer. He was fucking her, so that would make him a pedophile. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where. Uh... They don't look like that. He doesn't look that much older than her. No, it's like, funny. It's, he doesn't. Yeah, like, but he's supposed to be, right? How, yeah. You know what their age 
difference is supposed to be? Uh, I know I don't. Probably okay. like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm just saying, and again, <laughs> I just want to stress, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, uh, no, I'm, uh, I love Indiana Jones, the man. <laughs> I think he is a, he's a brilliant man um, and, a, and a great archaeologist, but it's just an uncomfortable truth that we have to, like, uh, like uh, Hannah Gadsby and, and the problematic. Um, <laughs> yeah, that person uh, is a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really funny. How, it's, how, good. it's just how, kidding. It's devastating just kidding. review. Yeah, <laughs> it's very, it's very funny. Everybody should read that New York Times uh, review of of the show. Oh, I haven't. It's, read, is it? Oh, it's really oh. good. It's it feels like um, like a kind of like a zeitgeist defining. <laughs> like review. it's sometimes they'll have a review that it's just so good. Remember when yeah. they did the Guy Fieri's restaurant? Did you? Ever yeah, read I that? read that one. It was, yeah. like, read, it was like an open letter oh, to Guy funny. Fieri. It was. It's pretty. It's pretty Pete good. Wells, I think. Yeah. So funny. Maybe yeah. they'll acknowledge it in Dial of Destiny. Well, like, yeah, I, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Indiana Jones is going woke. You know, I'm pretty sure Dial of Destiny, it's going to be woke. And uh, so this, the, so this, this is, is what the dial is. Yeah, the dial, the, the dial, dial is them turning, turning from, turning from offensive to, all the way to woke. Yeah. No, I, I just uh, obviously I don't believe that. But I think it's funny when um, the way that conservatives like uh, like online uh, react to any any new property as like def- by default assuming it's woke. Right. Uh, like even even if there isn't any um, like whatever hallmark of of uh, quote unquote wokeness to it, is I I want to start spreading that rumor online. Like Indiana Jones Five, it's I'm sorry to say it, it's woke, That's and just good. see if people run with it. You know, <laughs> it's like. Uh, people were kind of in a huff in the Resident Evil 4 remake because apparently in the original you could look up the president's daughter's skirt and they, <laughs> okay. and they took that out of the remake and feel like I can't pe- believe people it. were in a fucking huff Resident Evil 4 has gone woke <laughs> I remember the game, the game where you shoot people in the face and then, a million times and then like monster tentacles spew out from where their face was yeah it's gone woke. Remember when uh, it was a, the Space Jam <laughs> a sequel and people were bitching that Lola Bunny, like you couldn't oh, yeah. see her tits. Was oh good. yeah, it's a, yeah. yeah. Any, anything like that is like or Tucker Carlson with the M and M's, where it's like the M and I don't. I, 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 I saw an ad for M&M's and I didn't get a boner. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck, he man? So yeah. yeah. <laughs> These unfuckable candies. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, this disgusting. <laughs> this that looks like a, she looks like a librarian now. How am I supposed to jerk off to this? That's, that's very good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love Marion. Uh, uh, she's, she's, she's an adult now, so she, it's all mm-hmm. good. It's all good. Um, the drinking scene is really funny. Oh, with her, with, oh, with her, her and her the French archaeologist. Uh, no, but it just in the first scene. Yeah, the guy. Like both he, of those he just like falls back. Yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. So she, uh, she, it's kind of like it's interesting because she's introduced as kind of this badass who could keep up drinking with these like, you know, Nepalese mountain people. <laughs> But then um, the Nazis show. Well, Indy shows up trying to get the amulet. That's when she's mm. like, and two two great lines from her. Where, um, I love the way she says his name when he first shows up. She's like dusting her hands off. She's like Indiana Jones. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and then, she sees and his then, shadow in yeah, front of yeah. her. You know, she doesn't actually it's see like, him. It's so cool. And then when, <laughs> when he when he leaves after they have like an argument, he she goes, "Heh, see you tomorrow, Indiana Jones." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just I don't know. 
Something about that. But then as soon as he leaves, the Nazis show up and they're like, you must give us what Indiana Jones came for. Not not just the Nazis. The Nazi. The greatest caricature of a Nazi yes. in cinema history. That I read a, a review from the time that said it was an offensive caricature. It's like, what do you, what offensive to who? To Nazis? Yeah, like, they... like, I know what you, I guess maybe they were saying offensive in the sense that it's very stereotypical and, and is like uh, making something that isn't funny, funny. I don't know. But it, it's just a funny way to like, he's a cartoonish. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, he's so good. It works. Uh, this is a kind of cartoonishy movie. When he, when when he, he, she's she's like the man with the peakless widow's peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Major Arnold Tot, and she she's like offers him a drink, and he's like, <laughs> we <laughs> we are not That's thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I just just like watching it alone in my apartment. Uh, I'll be honest, I had three ciders. Nice. It's so laughing my ass out of this guy. <laughs> we we are not we are not thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> like fuck off. So they start pressing her. They're about to burn her face, right? Yeah. And it's around this time. I mean, she she shoots a couple people in the ensuing gunfight, but she kind of her character kind of shifts from being this like you know tough badass mountain she drinking woman she needs to be rescued a lot she needs to be rescued a lot yeah yeah but she, she and she has her moments here and there where she still shows herself to be capable absolutely um, yeah she's not mm. just totally a damsel in distress but she has a lot more of the hallmarks well of that particularly event. in that ensuing gunfight she guns down a few people oh, she in takes cold a few, blood she takes yeah. some lives yeah and uh and then at the end she's like guess what we're partners or something i'm your goddamn partner yeah, yeah. because oh, uh, so the nazis do get the amulet well, the, the, remember the Nazi tries to take the amulet. Oh, yeah. yeah. He tries to grab it, but it's and been sitting in a fire. The scene later where he goes, Hell Hitler. Yeah, and, and he, he shows, his... and his hand is just burned with it's... the. the, the yeah. yeah. Um, it's disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Honest, it's kind of really gross. <laughs> when we, Whenever I pick up something that's too hot, I always think about him frying his hand. And I mean, and I, 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 like, I'm an adult, but um, that happens. I, I touch something that's too hot, probably. Um, two to three times a week. More really? times than yeah, you'd like yeah. to admit. Yeah, yeah. I worked so, at a restaurant. I worked at a saute station. And yeah. It happened a couple times in my years there. Yeah, no, <laughs> two no. Three it's times two, a week. two to three times a week. I'll, yeah, sometimes I'll just put a pot on the stove with nothing in it. I'll forget about it for two hours and I'll come back and I'll be like, that pot should be in the, where all the pots in the pot <laughs> area. And I'll pick it up and go, ah! And I think of the Nazi. Uh, I think of the Nazi. His head like starts like steaming. I, I think of the Nazi. It, it, it just, I, think I, of I close movie. my eyes and yeah. think of Nazis. I th- close my eyes and think of uh, um, English actor Ronald Lacey, uh, mm. who who played Major Arnold Tote in Tote. this movie. And uh, I don't know what else he's in, but good. he's, you know, Spielberg's really good at, at cat. Well, he's good at everything, right? Yeah. Mm. He's really good at casting and um, find, like Paul Freeman, who plays uh, Belloc, and uh, Ronald Lacey, who plays. Uh, tote. I don't really know them from other movies. I'm sure I've seen other movies they're in, but um, they're so they're such perfect finds for this movie. It's, it's, it reminds me in Jurassic Park the guy who plays um, the game warden. Um, oh yes, yeah, okay. Bob. Uh, Shooter. Uh, Shooter. Yeah, ex- exactly. Bob Peck, I think his name is, and that's a great example of like um, Spielberg. Just I think he watched. He saw him on. Um, Edge of Darkness, the uh, BBC miniseries, and um, it was just like, this guy is perfect for this role. And it's kind of, 
not a known actor, but like so um, left such a mark in in that. He's also a really good collaborator, like with John Williams' music, obviously, oh is, is so perfect. And um, Douglas Slocum's cinematography in this, I think Spielberg said he had wanted to maybe, his first instinct was maybe to to shoot it kind of more of like a film noir, kind of darker mm. sort of look. And um, uh, Slocum um, was more into like, uh, like a brighter kind of... Um, a use of a lot of natural light, and that's where I think a lot of that that um, this kind of sun rays in this movie are, are especially when they get to Cairo, are so yeah. so like striking. Good um, call, because you've yeah. got these like beautiful locations. Like, let's show them off a bit. You know? And the thing is, you can, and it's also sort of an indictment of a lot of movies today that are way too dark. Right. But like, even when they're in the pit with the snakes, you can see everything. Like, it's not like hard yeah. to see what's actually on the screen. Yeah, yeah and they, they they transition very well from the real locations in Tunisia to uh, to the to the very like obvious sets, right? Mm-hmm. But it but it it, it works so. Well, like we were, uh, something we were talking about <coughs> with this movie, like not being, having a lot of subtext necessarily, being very like um, um, emotionally interesting or, or whatever. Um, the way that it functions the best is like as a meta commentary on these types of, this type of filmmaking, like Hollywood filmmaking, action adventure filmmaking, serials, et cetera. And, um, and it's funny to note that all of those things that are now cliches that we think of directly from this movie, mm. um, you know, were, were pre-existing kind of cliches, cliches that, yeah, that from beforehand. But now, so now the versions that we see are uh, references to, you know, cliches built on cliches, built on cliches, like filtered through no, however, yeah, <laughs> however many years of Hollywood filmmaking. And I think that's really where the film succeeds uh, for People who like movies, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a very like uh, I don't know. There's just I don't know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah, no, nothing's original and everything stinks. Yeah, that's not <laughs> what I said. That's not what I said. Um, um yeah. Uh, they do make it to Cairo. Yeah, with famous Egyptian actor Jonathan Rhys Davies, one of the greatest Egyptian character actors uh, the country's <laughs> ever produced. Yeah. And uh, he, he never really says <laughs> no, he that, but, but it's it's <laughs> bad dates. We'll get to that, right? Yeah. Well, uh, quite early on, I musical think... guest <laughs> Indiana Jones and your host <laughs> Bad Dates. <laughs> he doesn't really sound like that. It's not off. It's not super off. <laughs> Indeed, he he does. You do get traces of what would become Gimli. Yes, yes. And my axe. Yeah. That's what he says. I don't remember. And the Ent, the big tree. Oh, yeah. He also voices oh, Treebeard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I hope he got two separate paychecks. He, be- oh, he, yeah. Be- yeah. he must oh, have. Oh, no. Yeah. He was cleaning up. Yeah. He's caked up now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but quite early on into the Cairo sequence, uh, he gets into a bit of, you know, a sticky pickle. And he believes that Marion has exploded. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, it's so funny. Yeah. That was actually a moment that I was sort of taken by because, like, Marion has been at Jonathan Rose Davies' house already, and, like, they've all broken yeah. bread together and all that. And then Marion is thought to have broken bread. Who, like, who are you, medieval times, man? <laughs> oh, sorry. They've all shoveled food in their mouths together. That's a, that's a, I, I like that phrase. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so they've broken this bread. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so 
they, she is thought to have exploded. Yeah. And Jonathan Rice Davies' character is like, oh, yeah, well, if shit happens. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah he, 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 he's, 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 like, he's so flippant about it. He's like, yeah, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, but even Indiana yeah. Jones, he's like in the foreground. Her flaming truck that she allegedly blew up in is, is in the background. And he just kind of turns around and goes, Marion. Marion. Okay, that shot, I think, is... Um, that is a great example of, I don't know, maybe specifically what Soderbergh was talking about, but that blocking for that shot is perfect. Um, so they, they they cut, you see the, you see a, like a wide shot of the, of the um, truck turning over mm. and then they cut right as it explodes and you see Indy throw, like throwing himself into frame like he's just still been running, right? And it's really Harrison Ford because um, you, you, they cheat him enough so you see that it's him, right? Um, and then he, he comes really, really close to the foreground as, as the, uh, um, explosions mm. going off and then turns around and walks towards it. And like, that is such a perfectly framed shot because when, um, that like, uh, explosion in the background with Harrison Ford, like, like, I, I guess, I don't know, being thrown into the frame really sells that the feeling of that explosion. Right. Mm. Um, yeah, I was just really impressed by that. And uh, yeah, and then and then he's he's drinking because he's like, well, I guess she's dead. Yeah, he just, yeah. he doesn't seem particularly phased. <laughs> he's drowning by his it. sorrows. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem that sad. Oh, it doesn't seem he's not crying or anything. <laughs> there are two other goofy things in that scene that leads up to it, like with the basket chase and everything, right? Um, there's the monkey. The monkey uh, does a little hail Hitler. That is that's great. So, that's so great funny. little moment. So it is stupid. adorable. It is so the cutest stupid. way someone can hail Hitler. And then another another real goofball bit, like when when they're fighting and stuff. A guy impales a, 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 another guy with a sword accidentally, and he turns around and you see that they have fruit impaled on the end, like through him. So, so, like such a dumb. <laughs> it's a, it's gags. Yeah. It's all gags. Yeah. <laughs> That monkey meets an untimely time, untimely end. Bad dates. Because yeah. there's assassins all around and someone poisons a bunch he of dates. He just dumps a bunch of like, cyanide or something. And and also, like you said, good gags. Like Throughout that whole scene when the dates have been poisoned, Indy's constantly going to bite one. He's he, flicking he's, it around. He, he's yeah. always getting stopped. And then at the end when they just, just like they decide they're digging in the wrong place, like we know where to search for the thing. Yeah. He throws the date up in the air and then Jonathan Rice davies catches it out of... Uh, Esteemed Egyptian actor Jonathan yeah. Rhys Davies okay. catches out of midair and holds and goes bad dates. Bad date. I know he says it's way more. It's more like bad dates. Yeah. But in my mind, it'll always bad, be bad, bad dates. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So that monkey actually died. Uh, Good. When they were filming it. I'm glad it's um, dead. Spielberg personally uh, killed four monkeys while making that for shooting that scene. He would smother it just for the wide shot. Yeah. The monkey wouldn't, I mean, I listen, like we're talking about, this guy's a craftsman. This is a hard truth about Spielberg. Spielberg, (laughs) Spielberg is an animal abuser. Yeah. Yeah. He, he killed, he killed a couple of monkeys for that scene. War horse. He killed an entire stable. Tons of Set it on fire. Tons of horses. To get the crew, the crew uh, fired up. We're going to have to reshoot. Get me another monkey. Steven, I, I think we've got the shot. <laughs> We're going to need a reshoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another monkey. Of course, too, the famous um, famous trophy photograph of him on the set of Jurassic Park after killing the Triceratops. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Uh, where he's sitting there like, uh, you know, like Don Jr. and a leopard or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's really sick, yeah. They actually cloned and brought dinosaurs back to life just so Steven Spielberg could, could get yeah. the, the thrill of killing something Slaughter that big. Them, yeah. 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 
Anyway, you know, so, but the art is worth it, as yes. we say on the show. Yeah. Yeah, the art is worth it. That's the title. There will be the more show. animals. There will not be another Raiders. It's true. It's true. There will be more animals. There will be more animals. Except for the animals that there won't be more animals, but. Oh, yeah. You mean the extinct ones? Yeah. Or the ones that are incredibly endangered. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, anyway, on a happier note, yeah. um, the sequence with the staff and the sunbeams, like fi- trying to find that, that's one of my favorites because mm. it's that, like that, I really remember so that. Good. Like yeah. that's one because I had not seen this movie in probably fifteen years, and that scene just you know a little ratatouille moment watching oh, yeah. that for the first time with my family. Like I remember that scene being like. Hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Because that when, music is just reaches this crescendo. Doo, yeah. Doo. And, it, and when the light hits his face, yeah. he gives the it's like it's like this great uh silent movie style or or maybe like a serial style close up of his face where he's just like Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we got it. <laughs> oh a, yeah. There's another one, like similar, where they're actually cracking open the well of souls, right? And the lightning is going, and it lights up his face, and he has this other, this look on his face that's like, like, like a man possessed, right? And that's that kind of the darker side of Indiana Jones, the the colonizer side, if you will, <laughs> the groomer side, you know. There's, there's I still object to there's that. There's a, no, there's one other hard truth coming. Oh, in great. It. We'll, well, we'll, well, I'm, I'm still. Obje- I'll take the colonizer, but all right, I'll take that. But groomer, I'm still like, going to fight you. <laughs> well, to, to my dying breath. That's good. I want. I want you to know that I'm serious about what I'm saying. <laughs> that that I believe. I see your I, eyes. I ben. believe what I'm saying when <laughs> I say. I believe it in my heart of hearts when I say hashtag cancel indie. <laughs> I, I do hold, hope, hold Indiana accountable. I do hope there is a scene in Dial of Destiny where Marion's like, remember, we started talking when I was 13. And you were <laughs> like, Easy. Uh, I remember you being 60. <laughs> um, yeah, the other goofy, uh, probably the, the actual goofiest part, the thing that Salah does um, that is actually bad dates level in my mind is when they open the they actually open the well of souls and he sees the scary statue face and he goes oh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> you know what I think I might do something like that no, that's a scary fucking statue it is it is it's just it's it's so it took uh, by surprise it's such a great reaction <laughs> yeah. you know he's so big yeah and then he says uh, Indy says snakes why did that have to be snakes yeah. classic line asps. I love extremely venomous. Yeah. At some point, uh, he finds out that Marion is alive and is uh, in the possession of the Nazis. Mm-hmm. She's been uh, seducing Belloc by getting him drunk. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good scene. It is a it's good a scene. Great because, scene. And again, like good cinema logic, you know, they've established that she can drink more than a yak. Yeah. And then that this, like, flimsy Frenchman is going to topple over. Drinking some sort of yeah. French liquor. I'm not sure what it pronounced. Yeah, he's pronoun? like, it's my family label, right? Yeah. His little fancy rich ass. Yeah. But uh, I don't like, at some point she just gets, she gets reunited with Indy. So, they, th- they throw her yeah, in they this well of souls. Yeah. yeah. But much to Belloc's chagrin because he... He it, wanted to have sex. He <laughs> did. He did. He liked her. He dresses yeah. her up in a dress too and stuff. It's very... Yeah. yeah. He, yeah, he really is uh, the evil Indiana Jones, you know? Yeah. Because like, the good Indy we know and love would seduce a 15-year-old. A 15-year-old. Thir- <laughs> yeah. The, the way, you know, the, 
Um, the honorable way, yeah, right by by uh, buying her candy, being a mentor to her father, and uh, ingratiating himself in their life, taking her to the surely. malt shop. Yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. for um, uh, a milkshake for two. Yeah. yeah. Um, meanwhile, this guy is trying to wine and diner, um, giving her fancy uh, dresses. Yeah, in in as yeah, being a, a Nazi collaborator. Let's be honest, white is not her color. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, there's and then yeah the coat hanger <laughs> um and they get stuck in there and uh and then is that when the wait is that when the car chase is no like after they get out of the after they get out of the well of souls what uh yeah well then they're getting ready to transport oh, the, 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 the airplane the, the airplane. airplane yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good that fight. so great that's yeah, a really that good is fight. So great. and then, again amazing bloodshed when that guy like you don't see it but he gets hit by the propeller oh, yeah you and feel you it see, yeah and you just see blood splatter all over the place on the, on the nazi insignia on the plane yeah. right yeah i love i love too when he's uh because it, it's similar to that sword fight scene which we talked about right where he had dysentery he didn't ha- couldn't film the three page long whatever elaborate sword fight um so he shoots the guy right mm-hmm. and in this one he, he has a bit of that energy where he's on the plane and he sees the guy being like oh come on then you know and he gives him this like kind of wave off, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's on the plane. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'll come fight yeah. you. Fuck off. <laughs> it is. It is a good moment, and I do remember really enjoying that scene as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Any, any scene with like an old timey pugilist guy with a mustache. Well, is very funny. They're He's, also squaring off like the classic like Irish boxing stance, yeah. right? Where yeah. like it can't be practical for actually fighting, but it looks it looks it's great. honorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah very cool. Uh, and then that leads into the truck chase, which is just like an amazing car chase sequence. Right? Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, he's knocking everybody off the road, and yeah, one, one uh, car flies off a cliff, and it yeah. looks so real. It's still a pretty good it shot. It, does, it looks yeah. really good. Yeah, it does. It, it obviously stands out because it's like you know, it, it has that kind of whatever compositing look to mm-hmm. it or whatever. But it, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It, it really. Um, sells the danger right yeah. and how huge the cliff is <laughs> impossibly big it is um and then when he's uh you know on the uh, on the like front hood of the car or whatever um holding on to the mercedes symbol and it breaks it's off. It's yeah. Great. yeah 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 and so, it looks so painful he's literally being dragged oh yeah <laughs> he has to get back on but the, uh, i don't know <laughs> i was just like yeah. i love that the mercedes symbol yeah. like bends off it's and funny. like it's shot you hear that yeah. mercedes fuck, fuck you. you the franchisees we got a we got a word for you yeah uh, unless you want to sponsor them no we're, oh, yeah. we're actually, sponsored you know by what? bmw oh yeah 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 we're actually sponsored by hugo you can Moss. only have one <laughs> yeah. car that assholes yeah. cut you off in traffic we're yet. sponsored by fanta what are other nazi products the fanta is nazi. fanta is nazi it's nazi product well, wasn't like puma or one of those puma. or was it adidas that was the nazi one? Oh, adidas well adidas is a german company yeah. that that at least in the movie air hugo boss the hugo boss we are sponsored by yet yeah. as you can tell we're very well dressed yeah. <laughs> this is a hugo boss polo yeah. <laughs> that i'm wearing and a, alex is wearing a hugo boss t-shirt yeah sure am yeah yeah i i love that sequence and then they um he gets on the boat with uh captain simon katanga who's mm-hmm. who's a good guy mm-hmm. um another george lucas like if we can get captain katanga working <laughs> he's the key to all of this uh and uh yeah i love um how improbable it is like indie like 
sneaking off the boat when the Nazis are there and, and like swimming all the way to their yeah, submarine. Yeah, that's a good swim. Yeah. You got a good swim. I then. love the salute. The guys yeah. are also uh, they're, like, they're literally cheering on the yeah. boat as he's going <laughs> into the sub. And then I guess he just like does he get in the sub? Does yeah. he is he just he I gets think in that's the, the implication. sub, right? Yeah. yeah. He he gets mistaken for a Nazi or something and just gets drafted into the marine service, I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, and this brings us to hard truth number three. Okay. <laughs> and and now okay, hard truth Isn't number, number four. Oh, uh, no, it's number it's number three for Indy, uh, number four uh, in total, because mm-hmm. we said Spielberg uh, was bad at, oh, he's a sick man. Animals. Uh, oh, yeah, he's an animal killer. Um, hard truth number three, Indiana Jones dressed up as a Nazi a few times. Yeah. There are photos from a college party <laughs> at Queens <laughs> where he thought it was funny and edgy to dress up as a Nazi, and he now knows that it was wrong then and it's wrong now, yeah. and he You'd think he'd have learned from Prince Harry. He, he they're buds. Yeah. He was friend, he's friends with Prince Harry. He's friends with Prince Andrew. Yeah. All the, all the, all the <laughs> perks. Indiana all Jones the, yeah. flew on Jeffrey Epstein's <laughs> private jet. Yeah, he is in the flight logs. Yeah. And listen, uh, like, again, it's I'm just not. just him and Alan Dershowitz yeah, having a party, yeah, having a good yeah. old time, using a whip <laughs> for anything they can think of. I, I, uh, we're not here trying to cancel anybody. No, but okay? where do you think he met? Marion Ravenwood. Exactly. Little St. Exactly. James. It's all connected. <laughs> it's all, if you think if you think we're reading too much into this movie, you're not reading enough. Things exactly. Again, exactly. Right. Learn yeah, learn how to read. How about that? Question yeah. everything. Yeah. Um okay, that's good. Heart we're finished with the hard truths now, I promise. Um I do like that scene where when they all like dislodge and they're carrying the the one German guy's like, uh, oh, we, we got to bring the Ark back to the Fuhrer. And he's like, no, we got to open it here. And like, yes, the he's like, I'm nervous about this Jewish ceremony. This yeah. Hebrew ceremony. I, I, yeah. I, I forgot that that line existed because they, there's this whole thing where people are like, oh, well, if Indy, uh, Indy has no bearing on the plot. And like, if he didn't get involved, then the Ark would have gone to Germany and Hitler would have opened it and it would have exploded his head. And that's not true, right? Because they. Uh, Belloc insists that they try out the uh, ceremony to make sure that it it's that it, it's legit, right? Yeah, before they give it to worth him. Worth showing, yeah, yeah. The Fuhrer and Indy. Once uh, once they all get off, he kind of ducks off. Uh, gets a bazooka. He gets a bazooka. I'm not <laughs> sure how he got his hands on that. The Nazis just have bazookas. Yeah, this it's, it's a around. very cool move, though. Yeah. It's very easy to steal bazookas from the Nazis, and <laughs> yeah. he he holds the Ark hostage. And I love that moment where Belloc is like, he kind of calls his bluff he and he's like, you want to see this thing open just as badly as I do. Well, when he yeah. grabs the gun, he's like, Zeruff! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, they he's, put up with a lot for yeah, this he's crazy a bit of a French prick. guy. Yeah. No, they, he calls his bluff. Indiana Jones is simply too archaeology pilled to yeah. uh, to blow up the, the precious uh, Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a loser. So him and Marion get tied to a stake while they're doing the ceremony. And, of course, they famously open the Ark, which, as you pointed oh, out man, earlier. so good. It is the, that is my favorite scene. In the and movie. it's, it's so all fun. natural lighting. Oh, yeah. It no, was, wait, what? <laughs> it was all when they opened the Ark and all those ghastly <laughs> ghouls came out. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. It was all natural lighting. It was lighting. all yeah. natural, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Douglas Slocum, guys, right? He, good call. He knew, yeah. He yeah. knew when we when they opened the Ark that there would be... That, you, the power beams, of God would be seen. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I, I, that whole scene is amazing The when, um, when they open it and they just, they, it's just nothing. And there's, there's, there's just sand. sand and you see Indy watching and he smirks like, yeah. Cause he says before in the beginning of the movie, like, oh, I don't believe in any of that. 
mumbo jumbo superstitious stuff, yeah. right? He he's not a believer. Yeah. Um, and when he sees that, I think I think you get that like, oh yeah, haha, fuck these guys, right? And then he he's slowly realizing with the audio interference and the whatever the the lights all start. Breaking. Yeah, he's realizing okay, like. He's hedging his bets. It's like a Pascal's wager. He's like, you know what? Maybe God, God's probably God might be real. So it's actually probably a good idea that we close our, close eyes, our eyes and not look at it. Which I think is is just like a really good touch, like for his character, right? The cuts um, to the faces of the Nazis and they're melting and them in the off. Well, no, it's just first of all you're seeing uh, Bullock, but Belloc, 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 yeah. like him just staring at it. Yeah, and ah, he's yeah. mad and excited. <laughs> he's is. So great. I love those cuts. Yeah. Yeah. That's just unbelievable. So is there something going on with, you know, like the Nazis stealing the most sacred Hebrew relic and then it biting them in the ass? Yeah. So there's definitely, I mean, you know, the Nazis are the, are the villains in this movie. They're also, I guess, kind of like a slightly like a parodic version of, of real Nazis, right? Um, they're stopped by the power of the Ark, by God himself, mm-hmm. the one true Hebrew God. Yahweh. Who exists, Yahweh, who exists in this universe, Old Testament style, mm-hmm. is fully 100% real and is on the side of good and justice and has the power to melt and explode Nazis' faces, right? Yeah. Um, and I, there's just something really interesting about that, that at the end, you know, like a movie that I guess has had some supernatural elements, like, you know, the way that the booby traps work is kind of like, well, how would that actually, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it has its own logic to the film, but there isn't anything up until this point that is like very explicitly supernatural. And, and then it, you know, so in this universe, the Old Testament Hebrew God exists. Um, in in the second film, you know, uh, the thuggy cultists and human sacrifice, that's real. It that's, wor- and it works. It works. It's yeah. real. In the third movie, it turns out it's not just the Old Testament. The New Testament is real. Jesus was real, right? And it's has Jesus real. powers, right? In the fourth one, aliens are real. In the fifth one, what's dials. Dials. <laughs> yeah. dials, dials of destiny. They're real. Yeah. <laughs> so, in, in that way, I guess Indiana Jones is one of the most like, you know, egalitarian and accepting film franchise because all, all, all world religions are, are real <laughs> everything is real and it will existing fuck you up simultaneously yeah um like i'm sure it's a movie where adam and eve were real you know and you could yes. probably find adam's indiana jones and adam's rib yeah of course of course no, it's all it's all real, and it's uh, it's all there to be plundered by the colonizer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and put on display. It all belongs in a museum. Yeah, yeah. but no, the, I, there, there's definitely a lot of writing uh, about this movie. Is like a um, kind of like a uh, like a like a, uh, a Spielberg's like kind of child. Uh, like like Spielberg is Jewish, right? And and it's like a this this kind of perfect uh, broad fantasy version of like of of uh how how to kill a bunch of nazis right mm-hmm. like with the with the the literal power of god um and i think there's something to be said for that like it's uh it it's sort of um some of the other aspects of how the nazis are portrayed in this movie which are which are very broad and very silly and and i guess maybe are a little irreverent right it all kind of like works with that ending um yeah yeah. and i think it's the ending kind of not that it needs to but it sort of justifies some of that uh, some of the other sillier elements of the nazis right because at the end of the day 
they're a bunch of fucking fascist pricks who bad guys. are fucking idiots and they get their heads melted off in what is again just to reiterate one of the most like spectacularly violent scenes rules. in in the PG movie <laughs> so rules. okay that's face melting I mean, that stuck with me like that oh yeah yeah jesus forever yeah. they so the 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 one guy his it gets it's like his face all the like uh it like compresses yeah right? that's yeah. really i forgot i've yeah, forgotten that I, I always forget it's a really it. good one though it's really good it shrivels up yeah yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's like and then the and then peakless widow's peak uh, tot, yeah <laughs> Every, he's got he's got 20 layers of skin yeah. and each one is a different color <laughs> and they melt off like yeah. time-lapse style and then for belloc i uh they just they literally just old school style like blow up his head with a shotgun and there's like probably condoms full of blood and bits and apple cores and whatever else they do for head explosions and it was so violent that I think you know they had to put that kind of fire in front of it it's just so it's so like it's so yeah. absurdly grisly yeah that's actually why Indiana and Marion were closing their eyes just to like. You know, for their for their mental well being, yeah. not watching. <laughs> they want like, yeah, yeah. to go to therapy after this. Yeah, yeah, and then you get to the the ending. They have that l- nice little shot of them in uh, back in wherever. Where did they, where are they again? <laughs> Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, they're yeah. back in Indiana where where he lives, and they're together, and that's nice. Um, but yeah, they're visited by the the government men before, and they're insisting that um, the Ark is in safe hands, and they're in Indiana Top Jones men. Exactly. Um, top men are working on it. And then we see that amazing final mat mm. shot, right, of the, like, the Citizen Kane shot of all the um, uh, boxes uh, in what we then learn in the fourth Indiana Jones is Area 51. Um, mm. But, like, some secret government, whatever, uh, facility where um, they're keeping uh, um, all the the power of God. All yeah. the sorts, because they all say, do not open. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Um, there's actually a good, uh, again, from, uh, yeah, from Will Minneker, right? The Chapo, uh, one of the Chapo guys who is a big movie guy. Um, this, is a, this is a good uh, little bit from his Letterbox review you can read. Um, Watching it now, I interpret this film as being about how America became the Fourth Reich by absorbing Nazi leadership uh, via Operation Paperclip, the formation of the West German government, and seizing the power of uh, the Ark of the Covenant for ourselves. What else to make of the iconic final shot of workers slapping a top-secret property of U.S. military stencil on the crate containing the Ark, replacing the Nazi eagle crest that was on the other crate earlier in the film, and stashing it in a giant warehouse that we now know, thanks to Crystal Skull, was Area 51. Uh, Hitler wanted to unveil the Ark and wield the power of God in a grand public fashion, whereas the proto-American national security state, like the pharaohs before them, just seal it up in a crypt and forget about it. Through our and Indy's defeat of the Nazis, we gain godlike power, but don't notice or understand why or how it happened. <laughs> That's good. So if, if you have any, if there's anything to really talk about, you could talk about that. Other than that, it's this is like cotton candy, right? Yeah. <laughs> this movie, so. And to quote... Another classic Jonathan Rice Davies movie, um, but not his character. And some things that were lost. Uh, what did she say? Galadriel? She's talking about the ring. She's this like, is this is your this lost. is your business, not mine. Uh, <laughs> some things that were forgotten that should not have been. Oh, some things that were lost. Some things were lost that should not have been were forgotten. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I get the gist. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah, um, it's a good movie. Um, it was a ginormous, ginormous hit, right? Yeah. Um, it was, uh, you know, another big blockbuster for Sammy Fableman. They made an Atari game. They made a, the pinball adventure. They still make <laughs> video games. Like <coughs> not that many years ago, we got like Lego Indiana Jones. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. The, the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular uh, started in 1989 and still runs at Walt Disney World. Wow. Nice. You can see someone who is not Harrison Ford uh, pretend to be Indiana Jones and like fall on some crates. I don't really know <laughs> what happens. <laughs> but yeah, it was huge. And like the, the tape is one of the best selling tapes of all time. Um, it won a bunch of technical Academy Awards. Yeah, it won five Oscars. Yeah. I always forget about that. But yeah, it's like like uh, sound editing, yeah. sound design, fucking editing, things like that. You right? think, was cinematography one of them? I might have been. I don't remember. But mm. um, there was a promotion with McDonald's where they sold VHS copies for like under $10 or whatever. They I were just like pumping that movie out. Like, yeah, you could buy Indiana Jones. Jones at McDonald's. At a McDonald's. You could buy the <laughs> tape at a McDonald's, yeah. Yeah, it was a mega hit. Yeah. It was like, yeah. A cultural phenomenon, yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah, I, I miss exactly. those. Yeah, me too. Uh, in a bowl of 20 dates, how many of these dates are good and how many of them are bad <laughs> as your rating of the movie? Bad dates. <laughs> um... Wait, what? <laughs> Sorry, in a bowl of 20 you got dates. got a bowl of 20 dates. <laughs> how many of them are good? And how many of them are bad? And how many of them are bad? And that's your rating of the movie. Out of 20, I guess. Right. Uh, um, well, okay, like I said, um, I think this is a really good movie. I think this is a 20 dates out of 20 dates movie. They're all good dates. They're all good dates. They're all, I'm, I'm with yeah, Ben. They're, they're all, all good they're dates. All good it is dates. a perfectly made action movie, action adventure movie. It yeah. is just, it's a gold standard. And you know, I'm not going to shit yeah. on a gold standard. Yeah. People, yeah. Might want me, people might want me to, might force me. I will never do it. I will stand. Yeah. I will stand tall. Just because you were introduced as the villain, yeah. it doesn't doesn't mean you have to <laughs> manufacture some sort of hot take. You know. Yeah. Next time, though, we're gonna get you. I will come in with the hottest take imaginable. Yeah. 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 Temple of I... Doom, empowering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tem- yeah. Temple of Doom. Actually, it's not racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just watch. All right. I'm yeah. gonna come in guns a blazing. Yeah. I think I, I think I was only give it seventeen dates. I'd give it seventeen good dates. <laughs> seventeen out of twenty. And I hope you eat the other three bad dates. There's three bad Fucking dates. Die. Only right. because like I acknowledge, you know, yeah. The three bad dates are the three hard truths. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Colonizer, groomer, <laughs> dressed up as a Nazi. No, it's more just because like, yeah, I, I enjoy the movie, but it's you know, it's fun, but it doesn't just it doesn't make me come like that, you know? <laughs> what? doesn't make me come like that what <laughs> what steven spielberg movie makes you come the most yeah what yeah what he said like i mean i mean that like you know the, the gratification satisfaction of like a of a movie after you watched it that like you know like 17 out of 20 dates being good is that's a great rating yeah of course but uh, please walk us through this uh this rating scale of like did it make me come or not because i think well you guys gave a perfect yeah. perfect 20 date bowls okay uh, I just wouldn't, I, I don't feel as passionate about it to give it. No, but uh, let's move away from the date metaphor okay. and to move the, into to the, the, come the metaphor. Yeah. So what exactly, like what name, tell us a movie that, um, that com- uh, gets you to completion. Gets your rocks off yeah. every time. If we're, if we're, 
you know, even stay, staying in the world of Spielberg, I think like AI makes me come, makes me come. <laughs> is, just, is it Haley Joel? Want, I just wanted to get you to say some title makes me come, <laughs> and <laughs> AI is the perfect movie to say that. Is it? I I I know what you mean. It's a very good. Yeah. It's like probably one. Of, it's definitely one of his best movies. It's really satisfying. Yeah, it makes but, me come. <laughs> yeah, but it made the idea of this this the, the fuck the robot child Pinocchio riff that is mm. absolutely one of the most depressing movies of all time makes you come. That's great. Haley Joel Osment is really good in that. He's, He's a, such he, a good actor. He is really good at making Alex come. He was yeah. one of the best child actors of he is of all eras. Amazing of, of, of all time. Yeah. One of the best of all time. Yeah. Like Six, Six Sense, obviously, a great performance. But like what he does in AI. I still haven't seen it. I got to see it. Yeah. It is one of the craziest child performances ever. He's It's like, I don't know. I believe he's a robot. Yeah. Yeah. But now we know, we see him now, and he doesn't look like a robot. No, but he was anymore. also equally as good in uh, Tusk. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah as, as uh, their friend, the podcasting guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. Oh, I know, God. that's right. That yeah. opening scene. Yeah, that's brutal. We're no man. better than Tusk. Yeah. We, we're definitely not better than <laughs> Tusk. Yeah. Uh, one quick thing I, I uh, we have to add on. It's Sam's birthday uh, just a couple days ago, and I wanted to get you a little present. Um, so uh, we we all went to last movie we all watched together was uh, Workmeister Harmonies. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I know yeah. you, you didn't really like that, and you, maybe mm-hmm. you don't really like those types of movies, right? Uh-huh. And so at first I thought it'd be funny to get you a movie that like that, you know, like a, like a slow cinema th- movie or something that um, that you would hate, but. <laughs> I thought, you know what? Like, if Sam Sam is like a philistine, you know, he's he's an idiot. He's he's a mouth breathing, knuckle dragging loser. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna get him some. There's that some, animosity. Yeah, just mm-hmm. some, just a bit of, just some pap. Uh, so I got you Species on Blu-ray. Oh, um, Natasha yeah. Hensdridge. It's uh, it's about an alien who fucks people to death. You <laughs> you swine. So oh, in, in, enjoy that. Hensdridge. Yeah, and it's 1080p, baby. You can pause Is it and ben jerk Kingsley? off. Ben Kingsley, Alfred Molina. Oh, um, I love Alfred Molina. I mentioned that in this podcast. Here's the thing: Species actually is really good. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever seen it? <laughs> Thank you, but I have yeah. not seen it. Oh, no, it's actually it's actually it. pretty. I think fun. I might have seen one scene a few We've times all seen in my a youth. Couple of, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking I, about. There's a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Baby. It's a franchise. We should cover it. Sometime. Species two also good. <laughs> very very yeah. oh, nice. Thank you, Ben. You're I appreciate welcome. it. Welcome. I look forward to this. Yes. Happy birthday. Well, anyway, on that note, yeah, yeah. that's been the episode. Uh, keep your ears and eyes, well, I guess just ears peeled uh, for the sexy new podcast Sam and I are cooking up. Sam, it was great having you on. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Come I, back. I was expecting soon. more animosity, but you were actually very warm. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. yeah. We try to bring that. Yeah. It's good, probably because we're talking about a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. Just come on a very uh, conflict heavy film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. Next time. And then, uh, yeah, make sure you follow, like, subscribe, listen, give us a rating and all that and all that good stuff. Yeah. And we'll see you next episode for everyone's favorite Indiana Jones movie. Yes. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, I'm <laughs> yes. excited. Yes. It's ooh, a lot ooh, to talk ooh, about ooh, there. We're going to get on to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Will it make me coom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a trend online of uh, the new Kylie Minogue song, uh, Padam Padam, right? It's come out, and, and I know we all listened to, we've all listened to it hundreds of times no. already. There's a, there's a trend of people uh, editing videos, you know, whatever, like uh, fan cams, movies, and scenes from movies, of people dancing to, to, 
to that. And uh, so uh, we'll, we're going to just end the episode with um, c- the official franchisee's remix of Padam Padam, okay. where we'll we'll play the song and then very sloppily edit in Salah saying, bad dates, or, <laughs> or you know, so one of the Nazis saying, I, feel not thirsty. <laughs> I did like how you, you closed out the last episode. You, you I forget what the song was, but it was very funny. And then you sampled... Uh, the guy talking about how like you can't come or else it'll deplete your essence. Oh, the semen like retention that. guy. The semen retention guy. Yeah, I've done a couple of good remixes. Yeah, yeah. so that's for the listeners too. Like, listen to the full episode because uh, when the song starts, you might have a little fun Easter egg at the end. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is just Levels by Avicii, but but then but then before the drop comes, you hear Al Pacino <laughs> said, oh, uh, just when I thought it was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> bum 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 bum. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, rest in peace, Amici. We are, we are not thirsty. We are, we are not thirsty. You look like fun to me. Bad dates. You look a little like somebody. Bad dates. And I can tell you how this ends. I'll be in your head all weekend. We are, we are not thirsty.